Welcome to the Break the Stigma podcast, where each episode, we focus on raising awareness and debunking the negative stigma behind mental health. Hello. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Angel. I'm Kiana. And this is the Break the Stigma podcast. Break the Stigma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we just won a Grammy just now. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won against Beyonce and uh, Billie Eilish. Lizzo. All, yeah. all those all. We're gonna start with a new segment. Um, it's done usually in DBT settings, but you talk about your high and your low of the week. So, Kiana, would you like to go first? Your high? I would. I'm I know. Do, high, you, do you do your low first because we had to end it on a good note? Oh, true. Yes, true. Therapy. Um, I guess my low would be like hard discussions during um, therapy that made me rethink like everything. Yeah. Were you able to like process some like things through it though? No. Yes. No. <laughs> yes and no. It's like it's like I'm in like this in in between stage of like I don't know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. And that, I guess that is the low, just like being in the in-between stage and like not really knowing how to like cope and all those things. Got you, got you. How about you? What's your hot or low? low. <laughs> My low um, for this week would probably be, I've been having pretty bad like body image days, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I look at my body and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Literally and metaphorically. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> so that was definitely my low. I've been eating, I have eaten Chick-fil-A every day for the last like two weeks and that is not healthy but chick-fil-a is so damn good it's 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 bussin yeah so that's definitely milo for the week i've been really struggling with body dysmorphia and that kind of whole realm of things all right now what's your high my high okay my high is definitely i guess coming here like seeing you <gasps> Because my week has been absolute shit. So I guess seeing you has been, like, definitely I'm so good. honored. Wow. You're welcome. That's so sweet. Thank you. Your high doesn't have to be me. It can be something actually yeah, real. Yeah, my high is not you. Oh, <laughs> I am so hurt. <laughs> my high for the week would probably be today. I went to the American Dream Mall with my mom. Ooh. And I spent all my money that I had on my bank account. <laughs> and although it was probably irresponsible to go off of my budget, I enjoyed myself. Therefore, it is valid. <laughs> yes. Yes. I will validate you. Thank you. Yes. Because I got really cute things. I'll show you after this. Okay, okay. Okay, I can have like a try-on haul. I can be like Bethany Moda back in the day. Sure. Yeah. I know who that is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, now that that is over, we're going to get into what the actual episode is going to be about, which is going to be... We're going to talk about like what we would tell to our younger selves. Yeah, so um, I'm not sure if you guys remember from two three episodes ago first step to healing episode two um Mm -hmm. when we discussed how like a good um healing exercise and therapy is like writing a letter to your your younger self we're basically going to be talking about what we would say in that letter hypothetically right and then we're going to talk about how we are implementing that advice to our younger self in our life today I was in my session with Kara and she was, we were talking about like trigger warning, like sexual assault and all that stuff. And I like, 
felt like it was my fault because I made bad decisions leading up to it, right? Mm-hmm. So she was telling me, like, what would I tell myself, my younger self if, like, I was, like, walking in the woods when I wasn't supposed to and I fell and, like, broke my leg or something? Because um, it's still something bad that happened, but, like, me fall, tripping over something and breaking my leg isn't, like, my fault. Yeah. So I would just, I think, from that perspective, I would just, like, hold myself and, like, hug myself and tell myself, like, it's okay. And, like, like don't be scared. Like, you're safe. Like, you're going to be okay. Like, stuff like that. Just, like, more comforting things than, I, than as I do, like, now as an adult. I say in, like, quotation marks because, like, I feel like a child. <laughs> like a kid, yeah. Yeah, but, like, as an adult, like, things that I don't say and I haven't said for, like, years. Do you think you believe that, though? Like, do you believe now, like, what you would say to your younger self? Like, do you believe right now that, like, you are okay and you're safe? And, like, or would you just say that to your younger self because as a child, but you don't really believe it yourself? That um, makes sense. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, I want to hold that to my situations like everyday life now but it's hard because it's basically like I haven't been like holding myself like a child basically for most of my life yeah like even in childhood I was not a very (laughs) nice person to myself so that's just like a 180 um a way of thinking that I'm not good at yeah um I want to though because I feel like though just it would it would be easier for me to like go on with my life and not be yeah, sad definitely. and self-hating. What is some like advice do you think that you do take from yourself? Because you are really good at giving advice, but do you take it yourself? No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> do I take my own advice? No. <laughs> Who does that anymore? I, that's ludicrous. <laughs> ludicrous. Like the rapper. No, that means crazy. <laughs> Ludicrous. That's a rapper, isn't it? It is, but that's not the... It's a word. I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll show you a dictionary after this. Okay. Um, Webster, sponsor us <laughs> so that we can get an education. No, we already have an education as in Kiana. Angel. Right. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I told I one of my fun facts or one thing I like about me is that I like to use big words. Yeah. So, you know. We been new. We we been new, yeah. We been new, sis. <laughs> but um no, I wish I took my own advice because but I don't feel that the right way is the right way. Does that make sense? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like cognitively I know that like that I should not be doing it. It's like well, uh rational mind versus emotion mind. You're just stuck in emotion mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wise mind just doesn't exist. <laughs> Wise mind isn't a thing, you yeah. know? It's just always emotion mind. Yeah. With a hint of, like, rational rationality here and there. Yeah. This is the right thing to do, but, like, emotionally, I want to do this thing anyway. So we're just... Okay, but how about you? What is something that you would say to your child self? Um, Something that I would definitely say to my childhood self is that I don't need to be the person that everyone wants me to be. Oh, that's big. I grew up being someone that constantly wanted to please everyone and I think I still like I feel like my life's purpose is to make everyone else happy but not make myself happy and so if like my younger self was standing in front of me I would like make sure to let her know like you don't have to do anything for other people like do everything in your life for you because your opinion of yourself is the only one that matters and like your Mm -hmm. feelings are what matters more than others not saying other people's feelings don't matter but like but like, learning to put myself first. Yeah, because you're so used to, like, 
put it, taking a step back because, you know, you want this other person to be okay. Yeah. Even when it came, came to, like, whenever I was suicidal, like, I only felt like I was living for other people uh-huh. and not for my, like, our packs. Oh, be, yeah. Like, I won't kill myself if you don't kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> just at that point, we're just, like, living for each other, which, I mean, it's, like, nice because it works. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, in a, like, logical sense, like, it's, like, a people-pleasing thing because it's, like, you're not living for yourself. You're living for your friends, your family, your pets that you care about, like, mm-hmm. things like that. You're not living for yourself and I think that's what I'm hoping to work toward in therapy is finding yeah. my true life's purpose and not just like surviving but actually living no yeah I I know exactly like yeah. what you're saying I I think I'm gonna adopt that too like just um telling myself that it's okay for me to be in this like up front yeah. in my mind yeah like being truly and authentically yourself yeah other than like whereas right now I feel like I'm not sure if you do this but like mm-hmm. I have different personalities to fit each friend that I have yes and I'm not sure if it's a borderline thing or if it's just a mentally ill thing in general but <laughs> I don't know I don't have like any personality disorder that I've been diagnosed with in this current moment <laughs> not yet but <laughs> but like yeah I, I have that like the thing of when I'm with you, I'm more like myself than when I'm with mo- in most places. Like, I'm okay to be quiet and like calm when I'm with yeah. you. Like, I don't have to be talking twenty four seven. Yeah. But with other people, and especially like at the PHP that I'm at, like I I cannot like I have to be making other people happy. Yeah. And it almost distracts from like how how shitty I'm feeling in that moment. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's like a coping mechanism. Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably like some sort of avoidance. Like you're talking to avoid like sitting alone with the thoughts in your head yeah. that got deep yeah <laughs> no but um like I don't know how many of y'all have been in eating disorder recovery but it's it's hell it I yeah it's hard like I like stopping cutting when I went like years or yeah a couple years without cutting that was easier than not sticking my fingers down my throat oh yeah I agree like I don't do that but <laughs> yeah no no <laughs> yeah 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 I, I don't even know because I used to struggle so much with like the cross addiction thing where I like if I was recovering from one thing I was doing bad with the other oh yeah but this is like the first time in my life that I'm doing sem I don't want to say I'm doing okay I feel like I'm gonna jinx myself but <laughs> that's such a real thing though. like this is the first time in my life that like both of my struggles are like semi under control how does like, that feel it feels so weird but like I'm yeah. relieved because I used to like I said like if I like wasn't engaging in self-harm I was heavily restricting or if I was not restricting at all I was like cutting almost every day so it's just like I always flip-flop between which one I was struggling with and I don't know why I never was able to put both of them like I never held both of their importance to the same level where I could like work on them both together Mm -hmm. but now that I am I just feel like it's weird (laughs) because I have my life semi under control now which is weird because that's not your norm yeah I that makes a lot of sense to me like I don't know how I will feel when I'm covered (laughs) not even like recovered but like like using symptoms like way less than I am now yeah I don't know how that will feel if I I like because I also had have had that struggle of like if I'm not like restricting purging all of those things then I'm 
cell farming. Um, right now I'm in PHP, but I am like, I feel like I'm half one foot in one foot out of recovery. Yeah. Cause I'm still using symptoms and all that thing and all the, and all that stuff. Um, but I'm trying, I'm working towards it. What um, do you think is like the one thing stopping you from just jumping in completely? Fear. I am scared out of my mind and all, fear of, of um, just like what what my life will be like after this, but also like the fear of like being uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I don't like it at all because no, it's not fun. Yeah. Um, and that worries me because like now anyway, like I'm so afraid that I'm letting it like stop me. Like I'm like I'm at I'm hitting like this weird plateau of like not doing well but not getting worse yeah you know yeah and I think that that's the hardest part of recovery I don't even think that relapsing is that hard that hard of a piece in recovery like I think it's the point when like you're at like a flat level where like you're like you said you're not getting worse but you're not doing better either Mm -hmm. because then you're stuck in like a why can I not move up but then you're also like proud of yourself for not doing worse so you're like on the fence and i think that that's like the hardest part that no one really talks about when recovering because people think of that as like well you're not engaging in any behaviors but yeah but you're not fully where you want to be in life either so Mm -hmm. it's like not a good thing oh we're gonna take a short break um you're gonna hear the cute little advertisement that me and kiana always put together for you guys it's the same one every single time we don't re-record it yeah um but you're gonna hear it And then we will be back to talk about our college life and what we are hoping to do in our future. Yeah! Hey guys, it's Angel and Kiana from Break the Stigma Podcast. And we're here to tell you how easy it is to start a podcast with Anchor. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download Download the the free Anchor app or or go go to to anchor.fm to get started. (laughs) And we're back! And better than ever. Better than ever. We are together. Unfortunately. <laughs> I couldn't think of a rhyme, so I decided to go negative. Okay, right. That's That makes sense. Okay. So, um, on the break, we discussed what we were going to talk about for the last half of the episode. Do you want to let the listeners know? No, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to talk about, since we like the beginning, we talked about um, our child, what we would tell our child itself. And we are not children anymore, technically. Technically speaking, we are adults. adults. (laughs) (laughs) But um, as a child, we all had these dreams and hopes. So let's reflect back, or not reflect back on them, but like let's inform our younger selves kind of what we're doing now. Exactly. Yes. So um, for me, it's funny because I feel like uh, a lot of 
um, kids growing up, like whenever they're asked like, oh, what do you want to be when they grow up? Like it always like changes as they get older. Mm -hmm. But looking back for me, ever since I was like nine years old, I always wanted, I always said psychology. Like Mm -hmm. whenever someone asked me, that's always what I wanted to do was psychology. I wanted to study psychology and be a therapist. Like that's what I would always say. Mm -hmm. And here I am now in college at Montclair State University. My MSU, go Red, go Red Hawks. Hawks. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> um, I'm studying psychology like I always wanted to. And um, I'm hoping that five years down the line from now, I'll have my LCSW and be seeing clients in my own private practice on a regular basis. Ooh, fancy. Do you, question. Do question. you want to work with people with eating disorders and trauma and all that shit? Or? You know, it's interesting because whenever I went to residential, I like loved it so much that like I wanted to go back as like on the other side of it, like Uh being a worker. I think it would be cool like being on the other side of it. Uh Um, But then I also have this like doubt in my mind for some reason that like I'm never gonna get over my own eating disorder enough to help other people with theirs. Gotcha. That's a real fear, that makes sense. Yeah. Not saying like, you know. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm validating you. (laughs) No, but like, like obviously like that would be because I would be able to relate the most to them and I would want to help other people struggling with eating disorders. And I'm hoping that I'm over mine by then. Yeah. But in the back of my mind, it's something that's going to like be with me forever haunting my every move. That's what I'm scared of with my eating disorder. But that'll be another conversation for another day. Yeah. Um, um, Me, I, um, funny enough, not that early, but like around the age of 12, I realized that I wanted to be a social worker and specifically a social worker with um, DIFAS or DCPMP, but it's the Child Protective Services in New Jersey. Um, before then, you know, I wanted to be like a doctor, a veterinarian. <laughs> yeah, I also was wanted to be a veterinarian. A prince. <laughs> I was like, a singer. <laughs> oh yeah, singer. Me and my me and my quadruplet siblings are gonna be in like a band together, like the Naked Brothers band. <laughs> the Naked Brothers band. <laughs> be a Naked Sisters band. But anyway, um, but yeah, I've always, my mom is a social worker and she works at the child abuse hotline in New Jersey. And I've always like felt this passion to help, um, help children in need, maybe because I was just like in need and I wanted that, per- and I want to be that person that I think I would have wanted as a child. Exactly. Um, but I, um, had like a weird way of getting and going to school. At first I was doing community college because my mental wasn't all all the way there. Um, But then I um, felt well enough. I applied to Montclair and I got in and I met the best person ever, Angel Bradley. Me, oh my Um, God, oh my God. Um, applause, applause, applause. I know. Applause. <laughs> she's I live a party. Applause, 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 applause. I live for the applause, applause. I live for the applause, applause. Apparently, she's a mega singer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I um. So I got in. Um, my mommy went there. Um, to Montclair. Yeah, my mom oh, nice. and I don't. It's it's been it's been an up and down experience with being in school and struggling with my mental health, but my mate, but it's awesome, and I love my major, it's child advocacy and policy. I've never heard that major anywhere else, and it's in a nutshell what I want to do. Yeah. Um, so you want to work specifically with children? Yes. Um, first, I want to my I have, a, I have a whole like plan. First, I want to work um, at DIFUS. Then I want to work. Um, Maybe in shelters, um, domestic violence shelters with like kids. Gotcha. Um, I might go back 
for my master's and get a degree in social work and then become a therapist. But that's not set in stone yet. You can work for DIFAS with a bachelor's? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and actually, um, I think, don't I don't want to get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure you can, like, they'll pay for some of it if you want to go get your oh, master's. Period. I love that. But yeah. you all only, to be like a, a caseworker, you need your ma- or your bachelor's. Oh, that's good to know. Because I'm going for my MSW master's social work, because you need that in order to get your LSW licensed social worker, and then right. eventually your LCSW licensed clinical social worker. That's, so I got to take all these steps. I know. But the good thing with that, I don't know if the audience or anyone, there's like more flexibility within, um, with that yeah, I can do a lot. I can work in school settings. I can work in jails if I wanted to. I could work with kids. I can work with adults, adolescents, everything in between and yeah. all different settings. So I like that about what I'm going to end up doing. I don't have to limit myself to one area. Yeah. I have limited myself for for almost 10 years. I mean, but... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking, you know. Because, <laughs> like, I need, I need to do this. Yeah. You know, it's all out of a need. Do you think that, I mean, you kind of said it, but do you think that like our strong passion for wanting to help people is because when we were children, we didn't like get the attention that we wanted from others. So we're trying to compensate by studying it so hard so that we can give that attention to the younger generation. Oh, definitely. I think like for me, just being, being like, depressed at like a young age I just needed something there was something lacking there like um, in my life my mom had a lot going on and you know it was just her at that around that time um so yeah there I want to be that force that that so that a child isn't lacking you know yeah that's also why I started my clothing business and this podcast because I want to be like the voice of reason for others that are afraid to use their voice. Yeah. And I'm really happy that we're two people that want to advocate for others doing this because it's like, I want people to watch this and think, Mm -hmm. hmm, I'm not alone in this because I know that that's what we both would have needed when we were younger. And honestly, that's what I have in you, like now. Just like, I'm not alone in my- my... You're not alone, you're my best friend. Okay, so do you, I know I kind of asked this earlier, but what type of therapy would you most want to do? Like what population of people? Definitely trauma. Um, I think, especially not in the beginning, because it's still so fresh for me. Like I'm currently processing through all of my trauma, but as I'm working through it and um, like seeing how my current therapist goes about it, it definitely makes me more interested in it. And I definitely want to be that support for other people while they're processing it because it's such a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I want to be there for like the journey of healing from it because it's like beautiful. And I just want to experience that from the other side and not be the one crying. Like I want to be the one like helping someone cry through it. Yeah. Crying. (laughs) Isn't it crazy? Like you, you've had a lot of therapists I have and Sometimes, like, I find myself, like, thinking in a therapist's voice. Do you yeah. uh, do you do that? No, literally. Are you talking about, like, being your own therapist? Or, yeah. like, your therapist's thoughts, like, in your brain? Well, yeah. <laughs> both. It's yeah. like... Because I have both also. Yeah. It's like when, when um, let's say, like, I'm having, like, this negative thought about myself. 
I think about like an like an annoying question that my therapist would ask an annoying <laughs> but helpful question like let's say like I'm the worst person ever um that's like the thought and then Kara she's like why do you think that and then I'll give an answer and it's WWCS what would Kara say oh my god <laughs> I, yeah, honestly, she pisses me off. <laughs> I love her, but she pisses me off. She asks <laughs> questions that I don't want to answer within myself because I like, or no, I don't like the way that I do things now, but that's the, I'm used to the way that I do things now. Yeah. And so, she makes you not do those things. Yeah. Um, I forget what I was going to say before that. But <laughs> you just got into a rant. I know, because she frustrates me. I'm like, I don't know, guys, uh, listeners, you know, do you have, like, those moments in therapy where you're like, God damn, like, stop it. <laughs> stop telling me what I don't want to hear. Yeah. Like, nope. be mean to me. <laughs> I wanted to agree with you because I used to literally joke with all of my therapists how, like, I could technically be my own therapist because I know oh. everything you're going to say to me. I just don't do it until they physically say it to me yeah. like I'll say something and then I'll know exactly what my therapist will say but like it just feels better coming from her rather than me because I won't take my own advice but I'll take hers yeah for some reason I, I like eight years of therapy like I would have to like be able to anticipate what they're gonna say to me yeah but no, like I could definitely you tell me like, no, literally, like I know all of the coping skills. I know like all the cognitive distortions and how to overcome them and how to like distress tolerance skills and all of that. I know it like it's all in my mind in my little coping toolbox in my brain. But for some reason, none of that comes out until my therapist tells me, hey, this is what you need to do because mm -hmm. it feels better hearing it from a professional than myself where I think that I'm wrong. 97 percent of the time yeah and i doubt myself i feel you no yeah. i understand but then at the same time it's like not being my own therapist way but like uh my therapist said something to me uh whenever i was really struggling after a session um i wanted to engage in self-harm and she said uh don't ruin all of this progress for four minutes of peace and oh, that like stuck with me my entire way home because all i was thinking about was engaging in self-harm but uh, she was basically saying, like, don't throw away all of your success just for a few minutes of satisfaction. Oh, that's great. Right? And that stuck with me. So that's, that's what I thought you were saying about, like, having your therapist, like, voice in your head. Like, whenever I'm in a really stressful situation, like, that that exact phrase just pops in my head. Like, don't ruin all of your progress for just that moment of silence that you are craving right now. Yeah. And I think that that's... that's I agree helpful. with that, too. Like, I do have specific things that I don't remember now but like in the moment I remember yeah I'm like I'm almost grasp and like within myself grasping for a reason not to like engage in my negative behaviors so yeah and at those moments you know um my other my outpatient therapist that's not in PHP Jill her voice comes to my head I jump in haven't you people you ever heard of closing the goddamn door no it's much better to face these kinds of things when the sense of voice and rationality wow that harmony yeah. <laughs> we're actresses or not singers. actresses we're singers. Just singers just like what we wanted to be when we were four <laughs> <laughs> I'm a four-year-old, so I would be so proud. I know. <laughs> like, look Let's go in America's now. Got Talent. Okay. And just for Simon Cowell to say, it's a no from May. <laughs> but it is about that time 
Aww. <laughs> <laughs> it has been fun. It's been a great episode, guys. Thanks so much for listening to us. Yes, thank you. We talk so much. Yeah, like you don't have to listen to us. I mean, if you haven't clicked if you haven't clicked off of this yet and if you're still here, I want you to comment your favorite fruit just so we know who the real ones are. All right, guys. Well, again, thank you so much for listening and we will see you guys on our next episode, which will have a special guest. Yay! Yippee! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye, y'all. Bye.